Okay, I'm gonna start. Okay, let's let's try this again. All right, yeah. Welcome back. This is Mother May I. Mama May I. This is all whatever. I'm the mom. I'm the daughter. Most people do vision boards. It's some people do vision boards. Okay, whatever. They get it. But this is our soundboard because we have a lot to say. Let's get into it. Welcome back to our podcast. Thank you for joining. Today is a very special episode. I have a special guest. It's our first guest actually on the podcast. My very good friend, Felicia. Felicia and I have been friends for about, I guess, a good two years now. Going on two years, maybe. Um, I actually met her at work. Uh, We work for the same employer and... I don't even know how we became friends, actually. I think we we knew of each other. We had to work together on something. And then I think, like, the more time we spent around each other, we just became very friendly. Is that how you remember the story, Felicia? Yeah, it all started over email. (laughs) Yes, I remember. We were working on a difficult project. And we were joking around in the email. And then when you guys actually were, like, present in the office and I finally got to meet you... I think the first day I met you, I was like, oh, my God, Felicia, and I hugged you. And it was just like I yeah. really knew you when I really didn't know you that like, well. The next time I'm in the office, I'm coming to see you. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, Felicia has definitely been like my ride or die, or as some of the podcasters say, I listen to this podcast called Work Bay. Felicia mm-hmm. is my Work Bay, for sure. So, unfortunately, this week, my mom, being her raggedy self, decided that she needed a break. Don't be talking about mama like that. Mama is raggedy. Y'all should know we are five episodes deep with this episode. So the past four, you have gotten a chance to understand the raggediness of my mother. But she decided that um, she was going to take the hard L on this episode and leave me um, out in the cold. So it's just going to be me and Felicia, and we're going to have some really juicy conversation on single motherhood. So I hope you guys enjoy. Starting off the podcast, as always, usually I hand it off to my mom for the quote of the week. Today it will be me, but my mom actually sent me this quote. It says, said the empath, I used to think I was introverted because I really liked being alone, but it turns out that I just like being at peace. And I am very extroverted around people that bring me peace. And it's by someone called Myra Moon. What do you think about that, Felicia? Yeah, that's me to a T, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, have you ever heard of the word empath or that term? Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. I've actually been labeled an empath before. And do, do you agree that you really are an empath? I think so. Yeah, the older that I get, the more that I feel like I'm in tune with myself and others' feelings. Like, sometimes I feel like I'm too in tune to them because depending on, you know, how other people are feeling, you can kind of have a tendency to take on those emotions and, you know, actually get absorbed in them if you're not careful. Yeah. So, like, with you being an empath, how do you kind of protect your energy? I don't know that it's the most healthiest way to go about it, but I feel like I have to know my limits and know how much to engage people in. Mm -hmm. Like if I know I'm not, you know, feeling my best self and I'm just 
can't do it that day. I'm probably not going to engage with others as much as I normally would, like on a day that I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. It sounds kind of selfish, but I feel like... No, it does not. (laughs) Protect your damn energy in 2020. Listen, I'm here for it. No is a full sentence. This is true. You're right. I'm learning. I'm learning little by little. Yes. I I think I suffered from fear of missing out FOMO for a little bit there. And I'm even though people like interact with me and they think that I'm highly extroverted, that's such a lie. I am totally introverted. You think so? Oh my God, Felicia. I'm such an introvert. Mm -hmm. I am. You might be one of those people that they like where you say I'm an introverted extrovert. I guess, I guess, I mean, I guess like, and my mom says she's an introvert too, which people are like, what? Like, no, you're not. You're the life of the party. But I think that I, like, I'm very animated and kind of charismatic when it comes to being with people because I really take my time alone seriously. And I use that time strategically to recharge my batteries. So it's like when I'm out with people, like I'm giving you the best of me. And then when I'm deciding to not go out and I'm saying no a lot, it's because I know that I don't have anything to give. <laughs> I just yeah. gotta, I gotta reel it back. So, but that's true. You know, I mean, if it's, you know, they say it's about how you recharge. Exactly. Or whether you're an introvert or extrovert. So, yeah. I can definitely see that, you know, your alone time and for me too, the same, like, give me a quiet room, please, and no yes. people and I'm good. <laughs> for sure. And I think one thing yeah. that I also liked about this quote is it said that, um, it was basically saying like, I'm not necessarily an introvert. I just have to be around the right people. Like I can be very extrovert, extroverted so long as I'm around people who bring me peace. And I feel mm-hmm. Like, I connect with that deeply, too, because, like, I could, for you, like, you, for example, like, I could hang out with you all day long, Felicia, and I know that by the end of the day, I'm not going to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so socially exhausted, because I know that you're the kind of person who, we just kind of get each other, and I think we're at the point now in our friendship where it's like, we don't necessarily have to be, like, filling space with conversation consistently, like, we can have moments of quietness and understand, like, that's okay. Yes, so... In any case, I'm glad you liked the quote. I hope that you guys listening liked the quote as well. I thought it was a good one. But today, the purpose of me bringing Felicia on the podcast is because I tell Felicia all the time that, um, not in these words, but basically in my mind, Felicia's kind of like Superwoman because she has raised two beautiful black strong boys who are growing into men who look like men if you see them in real life and And she did it all by herself and she you know is like super intelligent and she's just like amazing when it comes to just all of the wonderful characteristics that she has about herself and I just don't know how this girl has balanced it all and like kept her sanity like I have no kids and I'm like you know, just skirting around the edges of my sanity <laughs> every six months. Okay, well, first of all, you are putting me at a really high pedestal right now. That's where you belong, boo. No, mm-mm. I might look like I have it all together, but I don't. Okay. Mm, I'll be the judge of that. The listeners will be okay. the judge of that. <laughs> 
Okay, so I have a list of questions um, that I want to ask Felicia and hopefully we'll get to know a little bit more about her and unravel this whole myth of her not having it together because she does, but anyhow. Um, so starting off, Felicia, you've told me this, but I'd like the listeners to know your answer. Did you want kids? Like when you were younger, did you imagine yourself having kids? Absolutely not. Not even I one? Not even one, which is crazy, even when I was a little girl. And my mother actually reminded me this not too long ago. She was like, I was like, Mom, you know I never really wanted to have kids, right? She was like, yeah, you know you used to tell me when you were a little girl you didn't want to have no kids. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right, I did. Oh, my god. I don't know how, well, I do know how it ended up with two, but you know that's <laughs> This is a family <laughs> show. No, just joking. <laughs> Okay, well, that's fair. So when you found out that you were pregnant with your first son, um, did you, well, first of all, what was going through your head when you found out like, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. I didn't even want kids to start with. I was in shock, actually. Like what in the world? Because I was 21. Ooh. Yeah. At the time I was in my last semester of school and about ready to graduate you know you're trying to make plans what you're going to do what's your first job going to be mm-hmm. I pretty much had a job and everything lined up and then that came that news and I'm like what in the world am I going to do mm. but I mean the Lord had a different plan that's all I can say mm-hmm. so it worked out it did work not out the way that I envisioned it to be but yeah but it did I mean I think one of the most awesome things about your pregnancy story is that you did not let your pregnancy deter you from walking your ass across that stage. You snatched sure that diploma <laughs> out that white man's hand and you went about your business. <laughs> yes, I definitely did. Me and my little baby, we walked out waddling across the stage yes. and went on about our business. Has- yeah. Hashtag anything is possible. Hashtag no excuses. <laughs> yes, for sure. But that's awesome. So... Before you found out the gender of your baby, you kind of came to terms like, okay, I'm having a kid now. This is what the situation is. Did you have like a specific gender that you hoped your child would be? No. Well, I'm trying to think. Did I? I think that. Girl, you're making me think back. I'm showing my age now. Um, (laughs) I think I wanted a girl. And the only reason Mm -hmm. why I say that now is because when I actually found out that I was having a boy, Mm -hmm. you know how when you hear news, you're like, oh, okay. And you don't even realize, okay, I think I actually wanted a girl when when I found out that I was having a boy. Interesting. Yeah. But, you know, the funny thing is that I'm glad that he was a boy. He turned out to be a boy. And even my youngest is a boy, too. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like that was... That's my calling was to raise them. Not my only calling, but, you know, just to have boys. That's so sweet. And besides, I don't think I could deal with having a girl, honestly, because, Lord Jesus, I would have had everything come back to me that I did to my mama. That is so funny. I actually wrote down as a question, like, what do you think would have been different if you had a little girl? Like, do you think she would have been like you? Yeah, she would have been bad as hell. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Felicia's a badass, too, if y'all didn't know. <laughs> Smart mouth and everything, Lord, because I, when I was a little girl, I mean, I wasn't bad. 
I just had a mouth on me. I'll put it that way. Mm. For the most part, that was the biggest issue I feel like my mother probably had with me. I didn't really get into a whole lot of trouble, but I did have a mouth mm. for sure. Still do, actually, but you know, and you're, it is what it is. And your boys don't have a mouth on them, so you think? Uh, yes. <laughs> so what's the difference? <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I feel like with girls, you know, we have a tendency sometimes to be more moody. I mean, just yeah. from, you know, having cycles and things yes, of that Lord. nature. Ooh, girl. So if you factor that, at least I don't have that. You know, we're not all going through the motions, mm-hmm. you know, at different times of the month and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, I feel you. So if you did. And have... I don't have to do hair. Thank God, Jesus. You don't have and... to do hair? No. <laughs> Girl, but your hair always looks fly as hell. So what are you talking about? Your baby would have been snatched. Yeah, by somebody else because they would have <laughs> been doing it. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit there. I think your baby would have been fabulous. Like that little girl. Did you see Ellen where the little girl like was like, I'm bad and I'm bougie and I am oh, fabulous. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I didn't see it. I got to show you that up. video. Oh, I got to show you that video. That would be your daughter. But do you have like any idea of what you would have named a little girl? Yeah, I think I had one of them was Paige. Like, P-A-I-T-E, I've always liked that. And then I'm like, Taylor. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what else. And then I think I liked Renee. That's my middle name. Yes, Renee Yeah. Those were big, cute names. How did you actually settle on your kids' names? It was a, girl, it was a process. Because nobody could agree on any name. Mm-hmm. Like, we would all think of names and then throw them out there. And then they'll be like, oh, you like this? No. And whichever ones that people liked, like, between my son's father and my mother, mostly. Mm-hmm. I think it was the three of us who were, like, the main decision makers. We actually, my mom is actually the one who came up with my oldest son's name. Oh. And to my surprise, we all liked it. And that's what we ended up going with. Wow. Yeah. And And what about your youngest son? Who came up with that name? I think my mom came up with his name, too. Look I think that. I threw it out there. Yeah. Mama's no best most Mama's of the time. Mama's Well, that's great. I really like your son's name, so I think um, that's cool. Do you mind if I share their names just for people who sure, don't know? Sure, no problem. So her son's names are Breon and Marcus. So yep. very, very... Nice names. They read very well on resumes. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, they could be, yeah, and won't take them 5,000 years to spell, learn how to spell it. <laughs> that too. That too. Cool, cool. So I'm going to go ahead and get into the meat of it. Um, Felicia, what was it like raising two boys alone? Um, what was the hardest part? And what do you think is the most rewarding part of that experience for you? Okay, first, I can't, I don't really feel right saying that I raised them alone. Okay. Like, I know I'm a single mother, but, you know, the saying about it takes a village, mm-hmm. I really feel like that applies to my life and my family, because my mother was a really big essential part, she still is, of helping me raise them. Like, right now, my oldest Brian, he's 19, and my youngest is Marcus, he's 14. So we're like smack dab in the middle of the teenage years. Mm-hmm. 
call them like the, I always say they're, they're boy men because they're like, they're not men and they're not boys. They're like in this crazy. Boys to men, <laughs> the duo. Yeah, they're in that stage. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like, I mean, my mother really was instrumental in kind of like helping me keep it all together. Mm-hmm. I remember when I, it was time for me to go back to work with Breon. I had been out for like six weeks and I think I had just started going back and I probably wasn't even like a weekend and I like busted out crying Aww. like I don't know what I, I miss my babies I don't know Aww. what I'm doing <laughs> and she's like Alicia it's gonna be okay blah 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 she's giving me all this advice I don't even know what I couldn't even tell you what the actual advice was but just you know her being there and reassuring me mm-hmm was everything I think that was the most pivotal thing like okay Felicia it's hard yes but you got it you can do it Mm. you're gonna be all right that's nice a phase that you're going through so plus you know at that time you know you got your hormones raging still yeah from having the baby and postpartum and all that kind of craziness um Does that answer your question? Yeah, so it sounds like, no, no, all of that's really good stuff. So it sounds like the hardest part for you was just kind of like gaining your footing as a mother and really understanding like what exactly you're doing. (laughs) Yeah, because you know, like with the first one, you don't really know, you know, you're just like floating along, guessing everything. Like, am I going to, am I doing the right thing? You know, you read you're researching, you're asking all the people all these questions, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, how people joke around with the second one, it's like, whatever, with the second one. (laughs) (laughs) He's just here. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's gonna be all right, we already, we did this before, you know, everything will work itself out the way it's supposed to, but yeah, I think so, you know, gaining your footing and just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah, that's real. That's life, girl. Yeah, everything really, all facets are like that, I think. Yes. And then would you say your most rewarding part was having that village, like having your mother there to to guide you through this experience? Or what would you say? Yeah, I think so. But I think it's more not just the fact that she was there, but just the type of person that she is. Mm. Because, you know, I mean, everybody isn't blessed to have a mother there and then on top of that a wise one mm-hmm. you know or a strong one like all mothers are not I guess you could say some mothers are toxic but my mother would be I would say the opposite of that Aww. you know she's that's so I mean sweet. I'm not I'm not saying she ain't mean or nothing like that <laughs> but <laughs> I mean all mamas have that that sternness about them especially black mamas so you know I yeah. get it I hear you, but it's all out of love. It's all out of love. So it's cool. Yeah. So my next question would be, um, if you could give yourself advice back then when you were struggling and crying and postpartum, what would you say now that you've kind of seen your boys through to boy manhood? (laughs) Well, first off, I would say don't get pregnant. Don't you do that to Breonna and Marcus. (laughs) Don't sit up here and act a donkey because Brianna and Marcus are the best things that happen to you. (laughs) I'm just being real. If you can not get pregnant, I would advise not to do that. I mean, play it if you can. Don't let it be 
where, you know, oopsie daisy, I was having fun, and now reality check set in, mm. I would say that. Okay, off the top. Okay. <laughs> What's the second piece of advice? <laughs> <laughs> Look, don't get mad. I'm just being real. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, I can't believe you would say that with those two beautiful boys. Yes, they are beautiful. I thank the Lord every day for them. Trust me. But they give me some gray hair. Oh. But, um, what was the question? I got off track. My bad. Girl, if if you are <laughs> pregnant already, <laughs> what, what advice would you give to yourself? <laughs> Looking back. Looking back, yeah. I think I would... I don't even know, my goodness. I guess I would say to trust myself more Mm. and not second guess, um, like being true to myself and not, I guess, having the thought process of not, I guess, being able to follow my heart and my mind and not be asking everybody else like oh what do you think I should do or what do you think about this Mm. or what do you think about that I mean I think it's good to have people in your life that can guide you and help you but in the end I mean you got to do what makes you happy yeah you know I mean yeah I think that would be what I would tell myself is to you know you're an adult you kind of kind of I don't know what the right way it is to say it but I guess man up. Yeah. Like you're you're the head of the household now, so it's right. time to do what you you know, you gotta do what you what you think is best for you and your family and not necessarily what other people want you to do, what they think is best for you. I one hundred thousand percent agree with that. <laughs> I mean something yeah. I always I always try to tell myself is that, you know, do the best that you can today, Tia, and forgive yourself for mistakes made. You know what I mean? Once you yeah, know better, definitely. then you'll do better. But if you don't know better, do the best you can, girl, and just give yourself yeah. some grace. So Yeah, that's one thing I'm learning even now is to not dismiss how I feel. Mm. Like, acknowledge it for what it is. And it's not right. It's not wrong. It's just, that's just how you feel. Right. And sometimes it's good to sit in it and then... You know, accept it for what it is. Don't dismiss it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here for it. That is total mental wellness. So for you guys who don't know, me and Felicia have decided in 2020, we are on a wholeness journey. We are getting whole in 2020. So we are just definitely taking steps to make sure that like we're having these conversations about feeling our feelings and like having self-care practices and like forgiving ourselves because at the end of the day mental hygiene is a thing and yeah that just really resonated with me like I am totally all about just giving yourself grace so that's beautiful Felicia thank you <laughs> but, don't let that y'all don't let Tia fool you she's the one who decided we was going on this journey whether I'm <laughs> <or> not <laughs> Yeah, we doing vision boards on January 1, okay? Literally. January 2nd. (laughs) I literally came to Felicia's house with posters for her and her sons and myself to do our vision boards, magazines, glue sticks, and scissors. I had, Mm -hmm. did I have incense? No, I used your incense. Just to, you know, set the mood. And I brought my tarot cards because, you know, we was about to pull up, pull up our future for 2020. You know, we had to be prepared going in. So... Mm -hmm. Listen, no that's a whole, 
it's a whole vibe. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> but that's good. All right. So let's move on to the next question. Okay. So this is going into more of the political realm. But how do you raise Felicia, Black men in America, as a red woman in America? <laughs> Hold up. See, is, I think this is it. This is we done. <laughs> Okay, hi yellow. Hi yellow. Okay, the type of stuff that I gotta deal with in this friendship that we have. Felicia has not acknowledged her um that she can pass the paper brown. They're the what is it, paper bag yeah, test? So, you know, no. mm-hmm. Felicia could we pass. If she, if she really wanted to, she really could pass. But you know, it's all what? right. All, all shades no. all shades of black are beautiful. You are so foul. I'm joking. Uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. You know I love you, girl. With your red self. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, seriously. Okay, seriously, though. I mean, it's no secret that we live in a very unjust country, unjust world, right? And specifically, like, the narrative of Black bodies in this country is a very nuanced and complex one. And unfortunately, it doesn't stop at the end of the history book. So, like, the fact that you have two Black men in America, I think, is a little haunting when you think about, like, some of the things that Black men today have had to go through at the hands of people who are dedicated to, you know, sustaining these complexes of racism, but mm-hmm. um, for you, like, how do you navigate through that? Like, is there specific conversations that you've had with your sons? Have you had specific experiences that you've had to work through? Like, kind of walk us through that. Well, I do try to make sure that they're informed and aware of what's going on. Sometimes I feel like their generation has a tendency to not know. Mm. you know, current events and things that are going on in the world. So I do try to hopefully talk to them about what's going on. Like, hey, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? Just so that they're aware Mm -hmm. of the climate. Um, But as far as, like, them being black boys, it's kind of like this weird balance of trying to not raise them to be scared but also empowered at the same time. Um, I'll never forget, like, when, I don't know, was this, like, a couple of years ago, when it seemed like every time you turn around, there was some kind of craziness going on with the black man, the police, you know, they're killing us and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I had to have the conversation, like, do you know what to do, you know, when, if you ever get pulled over, like, if they're together? Because they're both smart and they're both outspoken. Mm-hmm. But how many times have you seen where that has gotten a black man killed just because they speak up or they, you know, say something right. about injustice or whatever? And they were like middle school, early high school age. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is what you need to do during a traffic stop. Like, don't reach for this. Don't reach for that. You know, put your hands where they can be seen. And it's sad that you have to have this conversation because it's almost like you're robbing them of their innocence right. at a young age. But at the same time, you don't want them, you don't want to get a phone call that they're dead because yeah. they moved too quickly or, you know, said something that pissed off somebody who's on a power trip or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I do. Sometimes I'm, I don't tell them I'm scared, but you know, when my son, like he just went out just a few minutes ago to go hang out with some friends and go to a party. And I just always try to tell them to be safe, be aware of their surroundings. And mm-hmm. I tell them that I love them, you know, every time they leave out of the house, cause you just never know, even just from a safety standpoint, it may not be racially motivated, but anything can happen. Right. Um, where yeah. we are today. Yeah, it's definitely scary. Um, I definitely, even though I don't have children, I can only imagine what goes through your head as a mother um, who has who is forced to have to think about these things and who sees instances of, you know, other Black boys and Black moms who unfortunately have gotten caught up in things that are so easily unavoidable or easily avoidable. Um, mm-hmm. so have you, have you ever dealt with any like experiences with racial injustice in your boys? I don't know. I mean, you always suspect sometimes that it's racially motivated, mm-hmm. like in the school system or with, um, teachers, like, you know, if you feel like they're not giving your child a fair shake at something or like they're targeting the child, I've never really been able to say for a fact that it is, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't put it past that there's a possibility that it could have been. Thankfully, I haven't had anything like that happen with them. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's a blessing. Yeah, that's definitely a blessing. And I mean, you're right. I think, unfortunately, racism, of course, still exists. I think the difference is that a lot of it is unseen now. Because it it exists within systems that we just are not a part of in terms of making those decisions. So, um, yeah, that's tough. But, I mean, they're still thriving and striving. So, at the end of the day, even if they were held back in some sense, it didn't stop them because they're shooting for the stars. So, Yeah, I think that's where just being there for them. Mm -hmm. Um, I know when I, whenever we have new school years that, start up and whatnot, I try to show my face because I feel like the administrators and the teachers and the staff need to know that this little black boy has support and mm-hmm. you're not going to try to do something crazy or, you know, they're not out here alone and you're not going to talk to them <laughs> or treat them any kind of some way. crazy way. Like, yeah, they have a, a black mother who will come to the school if necessary lay down the law if I have to. Right. Like, yeah, I'm not playing around when it comes to my babies. Yeah. 100%, as you should, and kudos to Even, you. like, you know, yeah, even with my oldest son being um, in college, there was a couple of times when I had to go down to the school and show my face. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I'm not trying to, you know, take away from the fact that he's, you know, a blossoming young man, but at the same time, I'm not going to let him just be out here floating around without support. Yeah. Well, good for yeah. you. I actually didn't write this question down, but it popped up as we were talking. When we think about, like, just the, I guess, archetype of the black man being super strong and not being able to show signs of weakness or vulnerability, and I think that whole machismo, like, 
I think that's how you pronounce that word, machismo. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That applies to, you know, other races as well. But um, just because like relevance, we're talking about your sons here. Do you offer spaces for your sons to kind of like tell you about feelings, the, the feelings that they have that may not be, you know, manly or just spaces for them to cry or like, how do you, how do you help them embrace their vulnerability? I feel like I'm still learning that. Um, I think I run my household, like, um, I guess in a way that they feel comfortable talking to me and being themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm kind of guilty of that, too. Like, you know how you were saying I'm a strong black woman? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like me projecting that can possibly be a disservice to them Mm. because I feel like sometimes I have to be the strong person for them like I don't I really truly don't really like for them to see me cry Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like hypocritical if I'm like I don't want them to see me cry but then at the same time I want them to feel comfortable crying if they feel like they need to you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but um I don't know if my approach works because I'm super blunt. <laughs> just be like, hey, what's going on? Or how are you feeling? Or like, are you, have you started having sex yet? Are you using condom? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know that that's the best approach, but I feel like maybe because of their ages, they're used to that now and they feel comfortable. Like, they'll be like, mom, come on, mom. I'm like, what? I want to know. Like, are you... Are you practicing safe sex if you're having sex or are you thinking about it? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what's going on with this teacher or what's going on in this class? And yeah. talking to them about, you know, different things. I kind of feel like we have an open space to be ourselves that mm-hmm. I've created. They don't always, uh, I feel like they don't always tell me. Like sometimes it feels like I'm pulling teeth. Mm. But I feel like at least they know that I care. I don't know if that's enough at the moment, but I do try to, can you hear that animal in the background? No, I can't hear an animal in the background, but you know, my ratchet mama was calling me. Did you hear her calling me just now? No, I didn't hear anything. She was like, damn, damn. I'm like, oh ma'am, ma'am, you had your chance to be on this podcast episode. Tell her to come on. Tell her to get on down here. Girl, she ain't about about to walk up them steps. I'm going to tell you that right now. If she does, she needs to hop on. I know, I know. (laughs) But no, um, everything that you said about, like, trying to open up that conversation for your boys to feel comfortable, um, I think is great. And like you said, I think it really is hard to navigate. Like, how do you basically allow your sons to know that it's okay to talk about anything. I think sometimes it's not even like a verbal thing. I think it's just like you being there, like you talked about you being there, you showing up for them and showing that unconditional love for them maybe creates the space. What do you think? I think it's a start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I recently um, started going to therapy and one of the things that we talk about um, is being my real true authentic self mm-hmm. like I don't always have to project like this strong image like that's not realistic mm-hmm. you know especially when they get to be older and they start having partners or significant others like I don't think it's going to be realistic for them to expect 
whatever they see or saw in me and their partner. You know what I mean? Right, right. No, that makes complete sense. So do you, like, how much do you value having other male male role models in their lives? Like, is that a significant part? Was it a significant part of them growing up? Is that you, like, strategically put men in their lives to kind of teach them the part that you couldn't? I don't think so. I didn't strategically do it, mm-hmm. um, but I do have two older brothers, um, and one of them actually lived with me for a little while. Mm-hmm. So I feel like sometimes, whenever they would be cutting up or doing something, that maybe he got tired of hearing me say it all the time. Like he would kind of interject oh, and give okay. that male reinforcement um and even my uh, my other brother he didn't live with us but I feel like they've been good and influential in their lives and even though their dads haven't been like super active and around Mm -hmm. I'm being really nice right now Uh oh they um I don't even yeah I was gonna say something nice but nah I'll just leave it at that Oh, all right. Well, moving right yeah. along. <laughs> that might be another podcast topic. Girl, listen, we could talk yeah. about it if you really wanted to talk about it. But yeah, I mean, we can save that. Yeah. We can save that. But I guess my last question for you would be, what is your hope for your boys? Like, do you have a vision in mind of like what... 35-year-old Brian looks like or 27-year-old Marcus looks like or is it just kind of whatever they decide like how how do you think about their futures well I just feel like I don't think it's a coincidence that I ended up with boys Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes I was given them to break some generational curses. I know some people think that generational curses don't exist, mm-hmm. but I do believe in them and yeah. breaking certain cycles. Um, I just want them to be um, strong, whatever, not necessarily like, you know, I can't cry, I can't show emotion, that type of strong, but just um, responsible Mm-hmm. Black men, like, if they're going to be a husband to a woman, like, being a good husband or being a good citizen, mm-hmm. like, not being a deadbeat dad or yeah. not being just a lazy, you know what, like, running around here and making a whole bunch of babies and all that kind of craziness and not taking care of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that, I know that sounds simple or, like, no. maybe I should want more for them like oh i want them to be the president of the united states like i don't feel that way <laughs> i don't trust people who say stuff like that so let's just start there like yeah i mean i want them to be happy yes. but i also want them to make something of themselves i want them to be proud of who they are mm-hmm. you know i don't want them to be some no good you know trash person yeah. and then they're like you know worrying some other woman to death you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. i want them to be um just upstanding i guess yeah good human beings good human beings that's like don't be trash don't be a liar don't be a cheater like be have integrity 
I think maybe that's probably what I'm thinking of, just being a person of integrity. 100%. And I see it. I see that you have laid the foundation so that these boys will be able to achieve that. So, um, yeah. I mean, like I said, guys, I think that as you have heard probably by now, Felicia, although she never gives herself enough credit, is an amazing mom. She's an amazing mom and she's an amazing human being. And I think that when amazing human beings have human beings, those human beings are also amazing. So you see, cycles. (laughs) Yes, we're trying to break cycles here, starting new ones, good ones. Amen. So I'm going to introduce a new little segment now that we have our first guest ever. Um, I was thinking about the name. I didn't want it to be too corny, but I also wanted to play off of the podcast name. So I think we're going to call this Show Us What Your Mama Gave You. (laughs) You see what I did there? You see how I, you know, like the two? Okay. All right. Because I tried. But basically... If you know me, you know that I love music. I think that music just makes the world go round. It has kept my foot out of plenty of behinds in my corporate space. So being that I love music and I know that Felicia has heard a lot of music, um, I think it would be cool for us to play this little game where I will play part of a song and then I'll stop the song and Felicia, you'll have to finish the lyric. If you know the song. Oh, Lord. Why are you going to put me on the spot like this? <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. Show us what your mama gave you, girl. Is let me this hear... going to be one of those things where my black card might get revoked? Girl, let me hear them pipes. Yes, your black card is on oh, the line. Oh, no. <laughs> let me hear them pipes. So we've got three songs. I'm going to play a little clip. And hopefully you won't embarrass your sons when they listen to this playback. All right. So you ready for song number one? I'm going to try, but I feel like I should have been able to pick some songs at this point and play them for you, too. Oh, well, I mean, maybe if you start your podcast and you have me mm-hmm. as a guest, you'll be able to pick your songs. But you for now... You turn that around, y'all. You see how she turned that around. <laughs> I will listen to your podcast, girl, in a hot-ass minute. But anyways, all right. So here's the first track. Hey. Can you hear it clearly? Yeah, I can hear it. All right. Is there any kind of, like, understanding of what the song is going on? Oh, of course. Okay, okay. All right, the black card is safe right now. All right, here we go. Wait for it to stop. Soprano's the high one, right? Yeah, but you know I can't do that. My voice way too deep. Listen, <laughs> that wasn't bad. I've never heard your voice go that lot, uh, that high, Felicia. In the two years I've known you, <laughs> but that was a good one. That was "The Way" by the lovely Jill Scott. All right, Felicia, yeah. you ready for number two? Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go. Jen wanted a picture of the Ooh, Great Wall. Here's the ad. I can barely see it. The Samsung Galaxy 
I'm only playing ads if they pay me for them. So I'm sorry. Yeah, I do the same thing. I'm not paying for nothing. Times are hard right now. We're on a budget. Alright, I'm gonna have to put this one in the middle because that's a long intro. Can you hear it? Okay, I, yeah. I don't know if I know the words though, Lord. Alright, I'm gonna leave it on the course. These are all love themed because it's the month of February, the month of love, right? So this is the last one, and I'm taking you back, girl. Uh oh, see, this is the one I'm worried about, right? You know it? Yeah, I know the song. Do I know the words? It's a headbanger. I didn't think he was going to get that, for real. I didn't think so either. I was like, oh my gosh. Felicia knows her music. You know I'm an 80s baby. Don't forget. Yes. And it's this song actually was in 1985 that it came out. That's what the YouTube is. Okay. Girl, right up your alley, girl. Right up your alley. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But that was Lisa Lisa in Cult Jam. I wonder if I take you home. So yay, Felicia. I'm going to have to insert like some clapping in here because you got all three right. Good job. Well, listen. I am so glad that you agreed to do this podcast with me tonight. Um, This will definitely not be the last time you hear from Felicia. Uh, I definitely see us doing some more podcasts in the future when my mother continues to be raggedy because she is consistent. Don't be talking about mama. She can't defend herself. (laughs) And look, if I come back, I'm going to have some questions for you because you've been putting me on the spot the whole entire time. Girl, you can bring it. I stay ready. (laughs) I'm just joking. But anyways, Felicia, um, I hope that you have a good rest of your night. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned. I'm going to go ahead and rattle off my tarot card of the week. But yeah, until next time. Thank you, Felicia. Thanks for having me. I have fun. Oh, I'm so glad.
honest, the tarot card of this week is the moon card. It's the 18th card of the major arcana deck. I don't know if I've ever explained the difference between major and minor arcana, but basically if you want to think about it like a standard playing deck, um, which is modeled after the tarot deck, um, I think I mentioned that in an earlier podcast, your major arcana cards are kind of like your face cards, right? So your kings, your queens, your aces, jacks, that sort of thing. Your minor arcana cards are like the numbered cards. Um, So the major arcana cards in terms of significance are just cards that carry... (sighs) I struggle to even explain this because to be honest with you, I'm still learning so much about the tarot myself. But from what I understand, your major arcana, as the name implies, it they're cards that are have significant meanings um they can depending on just the nature of the spread have more significant of a meaning than your cards in the minor arcana Um, i think it just is up to interpretation but that's a basic rundown so back to this moon card the moon card symbolizes power and intuition um, and psychic ability when you pull the moon card out of the deck it really is symbolizing just an attention to focus on your connection with the divine your connection and honing that intuitive psychic power that we all hold right Um, i think it's especially relevant that i talk about the moon card because right now um i'm still learning about astrology as well but apparently we're starting a new moon in pisces Um, So the fact that it's a new moon is basically like a fresh start for us to kind of revitalize ourselves and set intentions for what we want in this next moon cycle. In any case, I I don't want to get too hippy-dippy for you, um, but thank you again for listening and until next time. Oh, before I forget, if you want to be a guest on the show, um, the show, the podcast, <laughs> feel free to email me at ask, A-S-K, Tia Mama, <laughs> ask Tia Mama <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, again, it's ask Tia Mama at gmail.com. And that email is also in every description of every episode, as well as the podcast description. Now I can say until next time. <laughs>